Well, here we are again, another week, and that means another episode of the Me and Mariah podcast with me, Taylor, and my co-host, the kitten to my cotton, Blake. Hi. That was cute. Yeah, we may have used it already once. I don't don't think so. Really? Well, there's only so many folds in my brain and only so many places to store little phrases or parables or haikus or whatever you call those little ditties. (laughs) You know, I don't think we've mentioned this in a while. So listen up, lambs. We want to hear from you. If you have any Mariah stories, maybe you saw her on the Rainbow Tour when you were in high school. Maybe you met her at a fancy restaurant on Rosh Hashanah. Whatever the story is, we would love to hear it. And I'm sure other lambs would too. So you can leave us a voicemail at 857-626-4552 or you can send us a text text and we'll read your story for you or dm us on our instagram at me and mariah podcast there are so many ways there's no excuse <laughs> and your stories are my favorite so listen to taylor best so- of callers please <laughs> and speaking of our instagram account i cannot believe the traffic that we received this week when i posted an old photo of nick and mariah to sort of connect last week's episode about nick's bar which was just for laughs and when i tell you that it's the most engaged with photo we've posted i tell you with great sadness and sorrow because that is a fact I would have thought the picture of my eyebrows would have been the one to do it like that. You never truly know, though. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is so funny. Well, there were some really good posts early on, and maybe people have kind of... They're starting to catch on. Yeah, they're starting to catch on. So go back and look at all the previous episode (laughs) posts, because they always correspond, and it's great. Yeah, welcome to the train. Yes. Train wreck. (laughs) That one did get a lot of attention. Do you think people like were rooting for them, or do you think Muslims are glad that they're separated? Mm, the comments seem to think that they were cute. Oh, well, they were cute. But that's for sure. Hmm. Did you wish Mariah a happy anniversary on three twenty-seven, like any good lamb would do? It's her fortieth anniversary of being eternally twelve, so she's fifty-two. Nineteen seventy. I did see stuff being posted, but I didn't do anything for it. What was I supposed to do? You're supposed to sing her a little song. In my head, I I said happy birthday. You sent her a birthday energy. Yeah, I did. You did more than that. You post. That's how I knew. <laughs> I don't have birthdays. And I've noticed that people who like dis- decide not to have birthdays, they just don't have them. Well, actually, she tweeted that she wasn't born. She was dropped here in an egg and then included a flying saucer emoji and an egg emoji with the champagne bottle emoji. So maybe she was drunk. Good for you, Mimi. That's some shit I would say about an hour into a gummy. <laughs> She's got quite the imagination. Janet posted, sending you so much love today and chose the most random photo of the two of them. Just go look at it, Lambs, if you haven't already. Wait, I haven't. What okay, is well, it? look at it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think that's cute. That's like behind the scenes, you know, like not posed. It shows they have like real connection through time. I think there's a better picture somewhere out there. Okay, yeah. I mean. So. Janet, Miss Jackson. I get her intention. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't shade. She was being nice. Yes. It's just a funny choice. Transitional moment. You'll never guess who has the same birthday as Mariah. There's actually a lot of singing girls all born around this time. Aretha was born on March 25th. Lady Gaga, March 28th. Celine Dion, March 30th. But alongside Mariah on the 27th is our Lady of Liberty, Fergie. <laughs> Fergalicious death. Delicious stuff. I was like, who's our Lady of Liberty? But then I instantly knew what you were referring to. We've talked about the Yodel incident. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Sure. <laughs> and wow. also Vicki Gumbleson. So I had to go on Hulu and find the episode of The Real Housewives of Orange County where she had to fit six people in 12 suitcases in a family van to get her group to the airport for a cruise. We are going on a cruise. This is not funny. You have a little family van. When do you ever bring a family van to pick up six people? Okay, this is ridiculous. You guys are everywhere. Why are you sending a family van? Honey, we're just gonna make this work. I mean, look yeah. you know. I was expecting a nice limo, relaxing with a mimosa on our way to the trip. Oh my god, this 
uh, moment. <laughs> the nostalgia. Okay, I don't know if this is a good time to bring up like a random current event thing, but have you heard about that show Life After Death with Tyler something on Netflix? No. Okay, he's a celebrity medium. The blonde. The blonde guy. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Didn't know he had a show on Netflix. Yeah, it just came out and he has a ton of experience specifically working with celebrities because of the show and he had some thoughts on Mariah. There's like a 30 second clip of him talking to his mom about Mariah Carey uh, oh, like, I saying hear some it. questionable things. Oh no. Like a little love-hate relationship kind of thing. Oh. Just listen. I'm obsessed by Mariah Carey stuck in my head. And you know what? She has such an annoying voice to me but yet I listen to her music so I don't know what's going on. Oh, there. you don't like... Yeah, she's like, we'll make all the China break. I don't know. She has me. It's because I'm gay, and I think gay men are just destined to like Mariah Carey because it's just, it's in her makeup. Really? Um, the hormones that make you gay in the womb, I think Mariah Carey is responsible for it. It gets dispersed during Christmas time. Oh. We literally paused and rewound to go listen to it again. And I was like, I have to, I have to show Taylor this. Wow. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, a lot of F words. Oh. <laughs> a lot of shut the hell up, you little F words. Annoying who? I don't Talk know. About that. I mean, he likes her. He he had the song stuck in his head because he likes it. He was probably on TikTok. Maybe. A little F word. Also, the squeal she made, not fair. Mariah can hit some runs. Even me as a non-lamb at this point can admit that. Well, you know, I did spend my end of 327 by playing the new remix to Big Energy on repeat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, was my volume up the whole time? Don't ask me such a personal <laughs> question in front of all these people. But it's the streams that count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't sure what to expect, but I knew no matter what that the phrase big dick energy was not coming out of Mimi's mouth. There was absolutely no reason to have DJ Khaled on it. I will say that. And I knew that his parts were going to be useless. So to hear him stepping all over ODB's legendary intro to fantasy was a little bit like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I have mixed thoughts about him. Is Miami in the house? Is Atlanta in the house? Is New York in the house? And a lot of people, when I asked on Instagram, a lot of people had the same kind of thought about he didn't need to be there, number one. And they also said that they had a problem with that it was an edited version. Oh, yeah. Where's the adult words? But Mariah doesn't like that. All I heard was some profanity. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that when we were playing. And I was wondering, like, you definitely think that's a Mariah choice. Oh, yeah. uh, Well, I was wondering, like, when they release that type of version, does it have a higher chance of getting more popular? Like Maybe for radio play. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how it works. Yeah. But a lot of the lambs that replied to my story on Instagram, they either love it or they wish that she didn't racing her parts. Oh, something sounded a little different about her voice. It seemed like she did it in one take and was like, all right, there it is. Send it. I don't care. I feel, she like, doesn't... I feel like they edited a lot of her, like the quality of her voice that is so awesome. Like the things that make it interesting. <laughs> it was just so like monotone almost yeah like dump watered down yeah again i'm not in charge of this thing i just showed up and tried to do the best i could
It was. I mean, I like the song. I liked it before Mariah's remix. So yeah. it's fun to have Mariah on it now. Well, this week we're going to do a peekaboo into another vintage Rolling Stone magazine. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you already know that I bought the issue from February of the year 2000 with Mariah on the cover, photographed by David LaChapelle in her leopard print bikini, snapping a photo from a film camera held in one hand down by her pelvis with the other hand grasping for leverage at the pinkly painted office blinds behind her. (laughs) Those flimsy, noisy kind of blinds, the kind that you would replace with something better once you move in. Mm -hmm. The eye grabbers on the cover, besides Mariah's tan-toned body and flowing blonde hair are the words Mariah's world inside the nonstop life of a jet set diva and directly above that just the word Godsmack <laughs> if you know you know and if you know I'm sorry that you know Godsmack is very stepdad that's all I got on that yeah oh and by the way on the page with God, the Godsmack interview look at that find that there's a random box at the bottom that is completely unrelated to the article. It's called Loose Talk, and it has four quotes in it, also completely unrelated to each other. And one of them says, you can't be Hollywood sweetheart if you're running from the cops. And the oh. person who said it is listed as a friend of Jennifer Lopez. What? <laughs> well, this must have come out right after her and Diddy ran from that shooting. They were at a nightclub, and someone started shooting, and they left, and then the gun was in their car, and the driver tried to snitch on them, saying that Diddy was the shooter, but he wasn't. It was some other guy that they were there with. I don't remember all the details, but it's something like that. How rude of this friend. But back to the cover, it's fun to see how long the phrase Mariah's World has been used. Like, before we had the docu-series, air quotes, <laughs> we were still living in Mariah's world, just here existing while she ran the place. That's a really good point. So that means like the things we've talked about, how she's like constructed her own world. It's been around for decades. Mm -hmm. It's part of who she is. It's been a long time, baby. And it has been a rough road. The first thing that catches my attention when we open this here magazine up is the sweepstakes for a five night trip for two to Thailand with a guided tour of the spots where scenes from the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Beach were filmed. I wonder if this is still valid because I would love to enter. I love that movie. I remember my grandma had the book that the movie is based on on tape in her car. (laughs) (laughs) I never watched this. Oh, it's so good. He like goes on vacation to Thailand, finds like a farm of weed and like a commune of people that just live there. Tilda Swinton is like their leader. And then he gets sucked in and like, it's great. (gasps) That sounds really good. It is really good. Also, another thing to note, not a single flavored ad of anything. Vodka is just vodka flavored and get your whiskey tasting like whiskey. Remember the other one was like the start of the cinnamon craze, if there even was one. Yeah. The red gum. All of that. uh, Altoid cinnamon. Yes. All of the cinnamon. That's so sad. What a plain world to live in in 2000. Yeah, this magazine predates flavored alcohol. If you want it to taste like lime, well, squeeze a lime in it. God bless (laughs) you. Before we get into the Mariah section, I think this little guide to Spring Break 2000 is a cute relic from the past. It's got the hottest places to go and the coolest things to do. They suggest Cancun and Cabo, which is just the 2000s version of Puerto Vallarta and Tulum. That's accurate. And if you're on probation and or you don't have a passport, they offer Lake Havasu, Daytona Beach, and Key West as stateside options. The Virgin Spring Break Tour. Don't forget to bring your sharp digital view camcorder and your Sony music clip. The music clip is $300 and holds two hours of MP3s, and it only takes three minutes for the music to be downloaded from your PC. So say goodbye to those bulky CD booklets and sun-melted cassette tapes. I remember that. 
Another must-have toy to stay plugged in while away on spring break is the Rocket eBook. Yours for just $200 and it holds up to 4,000 pages worth of novels and only weighs a pound and a half. It's massive. <laughs> and it says here that spring break is a sport. The beach's gender-blind humiliation opportunities include boys slurping crotchfuls of jello and girls nursing strategically placed beer bottles for cheering and bragging rights. <laughs> What a picture. And then there's two pictures. One of girls sitting in a line with bowls of jello in between their legs while guys eat it hands-free. And the other picture is another line of girls, but they're on their knees this time with guys standing in front of them holding a beer bottle between their legs with a baby bottle top on it. And whoever finishes first wins. Who's the winner? The one eating the jello or drinking the beer or the one whose jello is getting eaten or beer being drank, you mm-hmm. know? Either way, what's the point? Up for debate. If you're going to suck a dick, go suck a dick, girl. No no reason to be drinking a beer on your knees in front of all these people like that. Have some self-respect. <laughs> Those are the things that come along with it. Mm-hmm. And like people just got to deal with it. I have to deal with it. Well, let's just turn to page 42 and get to the goods. The Whirling Diva. Miss Mimi MC. Here we have Mariah in a pink bra with black lace moments over it and some fishnet stockings on her knees on a mattress with the sheets bunched up around her. She has her head thrown back with laughter and she's holding some hardback book like we just caught her doing some light reading in front of the fireplace in her lingerie. So casual. Again with the casual poses. I can't get over the graphics of this. Look at this. This is like clip art. Bubble. Basically. Bubble yeah, writing. Bubble clip art. And the caption says, recipe for Mariah's life. Mix one part screwball comedy, one part global capitalism add hip-hop beats shake well in a private jet and serve over ice (gasps) wow i love that for her i feel like that still applies oh yeah a recipe for my life would have the screwball comedy element too but then there would be one part reaching my credit card limit add making the minimum payment and shake that while crying about your life in your front seat of your car while on your lunch break (gasps) oh my god you just got so sad it is what it is that's not a fair representation (laughs) of your life turn the page and bam that should have came with a little warning. Mariah in her cute varsity jacket and high-waisted cheer shorts with her hair tied in little Bo Peep style piggies. Her shoes are the typical Mariah heel, but they look like my Adidas. White with the three stripes on the side. Yeah, open toe. Mm-hmm. Anywho, she's clutching her pearls at the sight of not one, not two, but seven hard-bodied men in different levels of naked. Most have underwear on, one has a jock, and then there's a guy just holding a towel up in front of his noodle. This is risque. If this picture didn't span across two pages, I'd rip it out, frame it, and hang it above my bed. David LaChapelle really knew his subject's audience, clearly. (laughs) That's a good point, actually. Also, she just looks so cute, though. And innocent. Yeah, she does. Little bow in her hair. (laughs) Mim Udovich wrote the article. I don't know if I already said that or not, but let's read it. When you're reading it aloud and you're like, Wow, it's really the emotional experience. Mariah Carey is in the characteristic double helix whirl of activity that occupies what seems like 105% of her time. She is, to use her word, in a spiral. It is one o'clock in the morning, which is about the middle of the day in Mariah's universe, and she is wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt and customized Mariah jeans with the cuffs and waistband cut off, a look she developed while shooting the cover for the Heartbreaker single. We literally talked about those jeans last week. Julia Fox did the tutorial on cutting the top off of her pants to make them lower, but Mariah did it first. Yes. It's proven right here. Right. Moving on. For Mariah, the spiral wears many guises. There is the travel spiral, the mood spiral, and 
as is the case at this moment, the work spiral. Mariah is in Miami, although she started the day in Argentina, and she is just settling in for an edit session on a television special for which she went back and performed at her junior high school on Long Island. Oh, the homecoming special. We should cover that one of these days coming up here. It's really cute. I'd be down for that. It started out with wanting to do something after the things that happened in Columbine, and I still have dreams about junior high and high school days, she says, so I thought it would be something positive to do. Oh yeah, this would have been less than a year after Columbine, which at the time was not something that like happened regularly. No. A school shooting now that's like sadly pretty common in America. It doesn't like shock people like it did back I then. Know. After she's finished with that, she will be going to Venezuela to spend a few days with her boyfriend, Latin American pop superstar Luis Miguel, 29, and then to Los Angeles for a photo shoot, Las Vegas to accept the Billboard Music Award for Artist of the Decade, and Mexico to promote her record. What a life. Oh my God. That's Argentina, Miami, Venezuela, Las Vegas, LA, and Mexico all in a matter of days. And cool things every single place. Yeah, and I'm getting that whirlwind part now. Mm -hmm. Like this was all about a year and a half before the exhaustion and hospitalizations and that whole like that happened around glitter but i mean this is like the beginning of it this was the snowball that was slowly picking up weight while it billows down the hill at full speed good point with no makeup her hair pulled back and her feet clad in prada mules with gray mesh top and really really high red heels up on the desk in front of her she looks a little bit like a third grader who got into her mom's closet and then unexpectedly inherited a multinational corporation although not actually the inheritor of a multinational corporation she is at 29 a major asset to one sony even though that was a very short very bleak period of my life since last summer mariah has written and recorded an album rainbow seen its first single heartbreaker go to number one made three videos and shot a television special she's had more number one hits than any female artist any active artist of either gender and for that matter any artist of any kind except for elvis presley and the beatles okay something that after 22 years since being published here in this magazine is still true and actually now she's surpassed elvis so watch out paul mccartney you and your little friends are now Next. <laughs> and she has done all this while wearing really, really high heels. In fact, sometimes she has done this all while wearing really, really high heels twice. Her evil alter ego Bianca is also not an aficionado of sensible footwear. Actually, given the grand arc of the spiral that is Mariah's life, two personas hardly seem like enough to handle the cell phone traffic, let alone the work commitments. To all my Bianca fans out there, much love, darlings. Mariah recorded most of Rainbow in Capri, Italy, which was, because it's a hilly island and you have to walk everywhere, something of a footwear challenge. I had to hike up a hill to the studio every day, so I just ended up sleeping there. It was a room that was not stellar, she says, making quotation marks with her fingers around the word stellar, which she pronounces as she does certain words and phrases a la Dr. Evil. Mariah is a big Austin Powers fan. I can just hear now, stellar. <laughs> It wasn't like a grand suite of any kind, she continues, preparing to launch into one of the most characteristic spirals in the spiral repertoire, the conversational spiral. But I really don't care about having a huge room. I like to be in a more intimate setting. But this was taking it to the next level because there were constant mosquitoes and it wasn't very clean and it was really small. So I would just go up and sing and then I would sleep for as long as I could. And then, so I would at least feel like I had a little bit of a summer, I would take these little boats. There were no big boats available because it was the height of the tourist season to the Blue Grotto. One day I woke up right in front of the siren rock. The sirens would sit there and lure in the men. They gave them this rock because women were considered less important than men and that's their revenge. They sexually entice men with their voices to come to this rock. And I happened to wake up in front of the siren rock and I just fell in love with that. I'm sorry, what? So, okay, what I picture from that is Mariah climbing down to a little rowboat 
untying it from the rocks herself and just floating off into the sea like the mermaid that she really is. Is that what she's talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I have no answer for you. I know, that's so weird. I went to Capri. I lived with it back and forth. And I was very kind of isolated in the studio and I lived with it for a while. To say that Mariah is a hands-on artist is to vastly understate the case. She is a dizzy dame, although spirals, but her dizziness in no way indicates a lack of purpose or intelligence. If anything, it indicates an excess of those qualities. She is happy, she is in charge, and she is happy to be in charge. Mariah is a busy diva. Her hectic pace is so well known that even her fan mail frequently abjures her to take some time off. She doesn't sleep, for one thing. And when she travels on business, she has to take along two people from her management company so they can work in shifts. Whether from anxiety or positive energy or a combination of the two, she's constitutionally incapable of doing just one thing. I similarly am incapable of doing just one thing. Like when I'm at work and watching Housewives on my phone and eating something probably trail mix all at the same time yeah that's how i operate too i'm like an octopus <laughs> six arms or eight arms or however octo eight octo wow octo eight i'm dumb i'm gonna cut that <gasps> sorry time we're on that edit edit that out okay this next part is a doozy mama it's just a rundown of mariah's past couple weeks or days leading up to this interview in her own words just mariah a ramble moment if you will I can't even believe it. Sometimes I don't realize where I am anymore because I'm in so many places, literally a city a day. But I think what happened after Capri is I went to New York. No, first I went to Spain where Luis was giving a concert and I thought that was going to be my little vacation time, but it wasn't as stellar a place as I thought it was going to be. But still, it was nice to be with him. So I begged and pleaded with him to go to Capri with me before I went back and started my schedule. So let's see. Then I went from Capri. Are you cold? From Capri to New York. Oh, and also in the middle of this whole thing, I did the heartbreak video in Los Angeles and then I was completely bedridden because I did my own stunts. What? Did you Okay, I Why did you ask if I was cold? <laughs> no, that's what Mariah said. Where are we? I remember her saying she like lost track of where she was in Mariah's world. So even like all those years later, her life really did not slow down. No. I can't imagine. Like I'm busy, but not that busy. Okay, and the part about her being bedridden because she did her own stunts, that reminds me of this time that my friend was living with this girl who was walking around the house like she got hit by a truck. And when my friend was like, what happened? She said, oh, I'm really sore. I've been at Dave and Buster's all day. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, who knows? She might have had some crazy moves. Well, on the what? Dance Dance Revolution I machine? I don't know. With Mariah, though, st like we don't know the, the extent of the stunts. It was Heartbreaker. It was that. Oh, I'd be sore, too. Well, back to what Mariah was saying. So I was in bed and I couldn't move. I was in misery and nobody was there helping me except for Luis. He was like, I'll be your assistant for the day. So he was taking care of me and getting me stuff. And he said, open your eyes, open your eyes, look over there. And I thought, ooh, what did he do? Because he's a master of surprises. So I opened my eyes and Mini-Me was standing there in the bathroom. I thought it was the real Mini-Me because Mini-Me hangs out and is often spotted at clubs. Oh my well, God. This is getting so bizarre. Well, have you seen those pictures of, of Mini-Me, of Vern Troyer rubbing Christina Aguilera's shoulders yes. in a nightclub. Yes. What a moment. That's that, what probably, that is what she's referencing. Yeah. It, okay, now that we're reading on, it does sound a little dramatic to be bedridden. Yeah. Like bedridden yeah. from that. That's what I'm saying. So I was like, don't even tell me he brought mini me here when I'm in this state of misery. And it was a cardboard cutout that he saw in a store, but since his bathroom has a lot of mirrors and I only opened my eyes for a second, it looked real. That's like how she thought she could call the jail real quick when ODB was locked up. RIP. But she thought that she could get him out of prison to do a video with her. Just get him out for a second, do the video, and then boop, back to prison. That's what she means, though, when she says she's incapable of surviving in the real world. At least oh, she's aware of herself. Thinking true. that a cardboard cutout was a, a real Vern. How did she think that? 
is a real person. Hey, look over there. <laughs> look over a little there. Little human. Yeah, but no. But it's just a picture of a human. That's still kind of creepy to me. Oh, a master of surprises. How cute. Mm. A random Spanish man somehow crept into the room. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Then we went to Europe and I did this whole promotional mess and I'm not sure if I went home in between or not. Oh yes, I came back and we released the album and then I took some fans who were winners of a contest to Europe with me on a plane. They called it Rainbow One, but it wasn't like it was some elaborately painted beautiful plane. They were going to make this rainbow plane and I was like, oh great. And then when I got there, they had thrown this sticker on. It was not stellar at all. It was not banging. Then I went to Chicago on the rainbow plane and did Oprah and we brought fans with us, which I love. Anything that involves actual interaction with real fans who give me feedback and stuff like that. Then I either went back to Europe or I went back to Hong Kong. I'm not sure which happened first. Then I went through Asia and to South America and now here. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm officially exhausted from all that. She's 29 years old at this time, by the way. Oh, 29. That's, that's em- embarrassing. That's yeah. us. And I haven't left the country in like a decade. Like get me on the rainbow plane. I don't care if it's a Spirit Airlines plane with the flight attendant wearing a rainbow feather boa. That sounds fun. <laughs> I just love her word choice here. Like, I, does she still say stellar as much? I don't know. I hope so. I like that. She is sitting eating carrot sticks and celery in the vaguely Etruscan courtyard of the Miami recording studio where the vocal tracks for the television special are being mixed. If there is one thing Mariah, who has been dieting, would like the world to know, it is that Joan Rivers has caused her to have an eating disorder by saying she looked fat at last year's Academy Awards. Did we talk about that on our People Called Haters episode? I can't remember. But could you imagine if instead what had happened that day was Joan calls Mariah Fatty McFatFat or whatever it was that she said? You gained weight, you did not. You look Aren't you tired of all the stupid rumors? You know how it is. You know? What are you gonna do? That's life. Is your weight, huh? No. You look they said wait for and then Mariah gives a little giggle before bam just slaps the shit out of her like Will Smith did to Chris Rock at this year's award show oh my god that is great TV Chris Rock even said so while he was waiting for the little birdies to stop flying around his head that performance deserves an Emmy I'll tell you that much. I feel bad for Jada. I like their whole family. <laughs> I will. I like Willow a lot. I feel like they're very normal. See, I feel like they want us to think that, but I don't think they are. Really? Yeah. You cannot be normal in a 20,000 square foot house with like, a full staff. You can't. It's not possible. I mean, more normal, at least. I guess some people don't fully live that way with as much money and but power. But they, they do. Yeah, I don't know. But it was... <laughs> that was a smack. It, we haven't really had that kind of live TV scandal in like a really long time. Moment. Like an actual shocking, like really not expected kind of thing. Not like a bit, like an actual event. Yeah, like Janet's live. nipple. Yeah. This is that that level. Do you think? Do you think like our future generation will remember this moment? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. First of all, do they even know who they are? I don't know. Do kids know who Will Smith and Chris Rock are? Number one. And number two, is he going to get arrested like a regular person would? If I, I just walked up to somebody and slapped them, I, I would get arrested. Chris Rock would ever press charges. So, so it's on him? I Yeah, I don't see it happening. I'm sure they're going to make up at some point, whatever. I don't know a lot of things, but certain things catch my attention. I want to know like all the details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, finishing up this article, Mariah is talking about her relationship with Luis. In the beginning, she says of their relationship, I didn't know where it was going. I was just in my woo stage of hanging out. And it was like I was on ecstasy. Everything was like it was the greatest thing on earth. See, that's the fun part when y'all ain't sick of each other yet. Because of my fixation about feeling like an outsider in every situation, I used to have this whole thing 
from when I was a little girl that was like, someday I will meet somebody mixed who will look like me and will have a similar life and will be happy ever after. And that would complete me somehow. Not to be quoting Jerry Maguire, but I felt like it was going to make me whole as a person because I felt like such a fragmented combo plate of things. Fragment plate? Post-Jeter, Mariah. We know how much she loved him. She was with Luis wishing that it would have worked with Derek. Like, that's kind of what she's saying right here. But it didn't work that way. You have to find someone who is emotionally compatible. And Luis is that way because, first of all, the fact that we're both musicians is an interesting new dynamic, which is really great. I went to a show of his last week where women were passing out and fainting and being carried out on stretchers. It was like 50,000 people, and some people had signs that said Luis and Mariah. And it was just really nice. It was really cute. It's not nasty or competitive or negative because he's like a king in those countries. But I have devoted fans down there too. People ask me all the time if there's any competition, but it's the furthest thing from that. I can see how the connection of their career would help with the jealousy part, but would you be able to date an international pop star or a Latin heartthrob or anyone like that where fans are just throwing themselves at your significant other left and right? The money probably helps, but I don't know. I'm jealous and insecure, so I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I would like that very much. It would get, first of all, like an added layer of stress. Jealousy aside, like I I just don't have the desire for that lifestyle. And then the jealousy on top of it, I mean, doesn't help. Yeah. I've actually, what I realized is you have to just be secure. I mean, the public and the, and the, um, the media, whatever will attack a relationship and make it into, you know, drive people crazy. And it really takes somebody really secure to be able to handle that kind of thing. So I'm really actually very, Happy. Mariah is a little reluctant to discuss her personal life in detail. However, she is obliging to a fault, and several days later she calls from, oh, some place where she is getting her makeup done in a car on the way to a press conference to deliver the following report on the Billboard Music Awards, spiraling towards a Luis anecdote, which is the purpose of the call. It was really great, and afterwards we went to this restaurant, and there was this woman there, and it was her boyfriend's birthday, and she asked me if I would sing happy birthday to him because she had told him the night was going to be full of surprises. So my friend Trey and I did a little impromptu version of happy birthday. But before that, she was going, I'll give you $100 if you sing. I'll give you $100. And I said, no, it's okay. You don't have to. And she's going into her bag and pulling out money. And I was saying, no, it's okay. Keep the $100. It's not a problem. Isn't that pretty great? I think it's pretty funny after winning Artist of the Decade to be offered $100 to sing Happy Birthday. So I had this really great night. For once, I had this really happy, triumphant feeling about the whole thing. I was really happy with the whole thing. What is $100 to Mariah Carey? I'd like to know that. I don't know. When she comes on the podcast for an interview, I'll be sure to ask. I know I'm not the only one wondering. Even though this wasn't like the peak of her career, it sounds like fan interactions like still meant a lot to her, which is really cute. But can you imagine just casually seeing her at a restaurant, like not surrounded by armed guards? I would shit. Like just sitting there. Yeah. You would shit. <laughs> just... Wow. (laughs) That'd be quite the impression. Um, Yeah, there's no way that she would ever just sit in a restaurant like that anymore. Probably Mm -hmm. ever again in her life. To have somebody be able to just go up and ask her to sing happy birthday. No, no. It says, truth be told, Mariah is in her happiness. In fact, something of a screwball diva. For example, she is thinking about doing a world tour and starting it in Guam because she has always, since she was a little girl, had a hypnotic fascination with the word Guam. And she recently received a fan letter from Guam saying... 
she had a lot of fans in Guam, and Dr. Evil, she believes, has his underground world headquarters in Guam. But she has heard there are a lot of snakes in Guam, which fall out of the trees of Guam, and the snakes of Guam have eaten all of the birds of Guam, so there are no birds in Guam. Strangely enough, one thing that has historically been used to kill the snakes of Guam are the Jack Russell Terriers of Guam. Even more strangely, Mariah has a number of Jack Russell Terriers, one of which is named Guam. Okay, I gotta stop right there. Why do they say Guam so much? Probably because Mariah said it a lot, and this this is the article, the person playing on that. I don't know. I think. But that was a lot. She never had a Jack Russell named Guam. Really? Yeah, he was like a golden retriever puppy. I don't think she had him for very long. Um, I got him in Mexico and his name is Guam. Apparently it's hard to get animals from other countries here. I remember my grandma had to smuggle me a coconut on a plane one time, and I think that was from Mexico too. Or maybe Hawaii. Just anyway, a coconut. Yeah. I wonder what happened to Guam, the dog. Yeah, I have no idea. I like when you're when you're quoting Mariah, your voice does something. Like you're trying to sound like her or something uh, that's funny because somebody commented like on that before they said that when i read i sound like she yeah. did on the audiobook i i'm getting mariah when you're saying mariah things <laughs> wow, it's a compliment i guess i'll take it back to this tangent spiral it says at the end of her show she will do hero and release a bunch of pigeons then there will be birds in guam and maybe she will also donate some jack russell terriers when objections to this plan are raised she says but i'm afraid of snakes what else can i do well if she puts it that way nothing the article ends with a story of how mariah bought marilyn monroe's white baby grand piano for six hundred and sixty two thousand dollars at auction no way she bought it before she owned any furniture she was living in hotels since leaving sing sing but she wanted to protect it she says that marilyn deserves a graceland of her own so when that day comes they can have the piano it's because it was it belonged to her mother and she went through a lot to get that piano back she didn't really see her mother that much her mother was institutionalized and had a lot of problems and i just felt like you know it's not really someone else's business to say where her things should go she says it's kind of coming full circle from being a little girl reading books about her to being able to actually buy something like this i guess what it cost was kind of a joke but i don't own anything else this is the only thing that i own and it meant something to me in fact i'm really happy about it can you imagine dropping over six hundred thousand dollars on like one piece if i had it maybe i would i I would buy something stupid if i I had the money i would buy stupid shit i know i would i mean we've talked before like the the nfts like ten thousand like i wouldn't buy that much stupid i want something physical in my hands i'm not buying a goddamn fake for a piano you could house with that yeah or you could sit at a piano that marilyn monroe sat at i know so she she has a fascination marilyn monroe i i think her mariah carey is marilyn monroe I could see people that like Marilyn Monroe also like Mariah and vice versa. I can see how it would be like a very similar, I mean, more so like an older woman kind of thing. No, no. Mm -mm. I was picturing an older man kind of thing. Like people that like have like the canvases of Marilyn Monroe. And the pillows. The pillows. They like Mariah Carey. I can see that. Okay. I don't know how to take that. I'm not sure if I like that. (laughs) What do you mean? My mom loved Marilyn Monroe. Oh, she didn't like Mariah though. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, so that's that. The whirlwind diva in the February 2000 issue of Rolling Stone magazine. It's a lot to unpack. It's the go-go-goes for me. I couldn't hang. I need downtime between each activity. Even now, Mariah's somewhere on a yacht as we speak. Just go-go-going. Good for her. From 2022 going forward, I'm doing what I want to do. Well... Come back next week where we will finally be able to talk about the Grammys like we thought we were going to do in February. The Grammys oh, are this week, right? They didn't change it again? I, I don't know. Well, I'm we'll just planning have to wait on it. And see. An episode. Yeah. Hopefully no, no one bitch slaps Adele or Lil Nas X. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Live TV. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>